focusing on winning arguments, we're teaching the basic fundamentals of sales and marketing and how we can use them to win in the world of politics, teaching you how to meet people where they're at on the issues they care about. Welcome to The Brian Nichols Show. Happy Tuesday to the Brian Nichols here on The Brian Nichols Show, and thank you for joining us on, of course, another fun-filled episode. I am, as always, your humble host, joining you today, yes, from the Stratus IP Studios here in lovely eastern Indiana. Don't let cyber attacks or old technology slow your company down. Learn more at stratusip.net or schedule a consultation at Show.com forward slash Stratus IP. Folks, want to go ahead before we go ahead and give a shout out uh, to our brand new guest today. It's not really brand new. He's returning to the program, uh, but it's brand new because it's going to be a new iteration of our guest, uh, more so his organization he's joining us from. I'll explain all that later, but first, going to go ahead and give a shout out to today's sponsor, and that is Right Strategies. Now, folks, if you are a, a business owner or even if you are a candidate out there looking for some help to amplify your message where both your voters or your customers are spending their time, look no further. Right Strategies specializes in the unique challenge of both running political campaigns as well as small businesses in the digital landscape. With a proven track record of helping clients win elections and grow their businesses using smart, strategic digital marketing, Right Strategies is the perfect partner to help you reach your goals. Their team of experts will help you save time and money while helping amplify your message to help you win your elections and to win in the marketplace. With SMS texting from Right Strategies, you'll receive an efficient, affordable, and most importantly, smart way to focus your marketing budget by helping you reach thousands of voters and customers. Right Strategies will help you make a powerful impact on the outcome of your elections and your business growth. From social media management to expert graphic design work to marketing your product or campaign, or heck, helping you build your brand awareness, Right Strategies can put together a plan that makes sense for your goals and do so within your budget. Want to learn more about how Right Strategies can help you win your elections and grow your business? Well, head to briannicholshow.com forward slash RS and get your free campaign marketing plan or a campaign report card. And of course, please be sure to let Morgan and the Right Strategies team know that I sent you. Again, that's briannicholshow.com forward slash RS, amplifying your message where voters and customers spend their time. All right. So uh, I mentioned, yes, our guest, he's returning to the show. He's brand new in the iteration. He's returning to the show. More so his organization is, he'll explain it. John Odermatt from Finding Freedom over from Lions of Liberty. Welcome back to the program, my friend. Great to be back, Brian. And uh, as we talked about pre-show, yes, Lions of Liberty still existing. We are transitioning. We are doing a little transition. So. Just a little one. Just a little one. Not full on Caitlyn Jenner. Uh, but you are changing a little bit. You have uh, lost uh, one of the the original roaring roaring voices from the, the program, the, the one and only yeah, Mark yeah. Claire. He's going solo. What's going on there? Yeah, so I mean, um, and, and my, if if you li- if you're a Lions of Liberty listener, I mean, you, you know the story. But yeah, for those who aren't frequent listeners and uh, know about Lions of Liberty, I'll just kind of fill everybody else in. So yeah, Mark started the uh, podcast iteration of Lions of Liberty years ago. Prior to that, there was you know many of us that you know wrote on a blog and we did you know, weekly articles, daily articles, things like that. Um, Mark started the podcast and had a great run for years. I joined on, then Brian joined on. So we had three shows per week for, I want to say, five years. <laughs> and over the course of, I don't know, the past 18 months, you know, I think a lot of people can relate to uh, changing during COVID, views changing, 
sort of how we look at the world changing. I know I know I changed a lot. In fact, I changed the name of my show from Felony Friday to Finding Freedom in order to focus um, more on really what we were dealing with with COVID and to talk more about health and entrepreneurship and and ways to uh, to fight back and uh, expand your personal freedom. Um, Mark had his own um, changes and, and things that became important to him. He moved to Mexico for a time. He got married. And I, I think his priorities shift a little bit. And I think, uh, you know, as a as a group, I guess, the Lions of Liberty, we kind of grew apart a little bit. Um, we're all still friends. But yeah, Mark decided to go off on his own. He's starting the Mark Clare Show. I believe his first episode is... I don't want to say the day, but it's the end of this month. It's one of the, it's, I think it's the last last week or second to last week of October when he's going to release uh, his first episode. And we are going to promote that on the Lions of Liberty feed as well. But Brian and I are continuing on with Lions of Liberty. Brian has his show every Wednesday, uh, Mean Age Daydream. And my show is now Monday, uh, Finding Freedom. And we're going to have a new show on Fridays, a, a very, very short show. And I don't want to put the name out there yet, but it's going to have to do with memes. And uh, it's going to be a little, little taste, uh, maybe a little comedy, a little, uh, little, little meme banter to uh, kick you off into your weekend. Well, see, okay, I'm glad to hear that all is well in the world of Lions and Liberty. And yeah, no, I actually, so I, I saw Mark, literally saw him, but didn't get a chance to speak to him at Young Americans for Liberty Revolution 2022. He was mm-hmm. there speaking about podcasting, um, coincidentally enough. And uh, coincidentally, ironically, either or. Um, but no, it was a great time. That, that event, I wish I got to hang out with him a little bit and actually uh, get to talk to him. But uh, unfortunately, he had to run right out when uh, we, we were speaking there. So anyways, uh, John, yeah, you, you've you been busy and we're talking about helping find freedom and you also is trying to help find some freedom. It seems like the one and only Elon Musk. Uh, we're recording here today for posterity's sake, uh, October 4th. And uh, Elon Musk is in the news for two reasons, funny enough. One, because he's trying to stop uh, World War III slash nuclear war. Two, because it looks like the original Twitter deal is actually going to move forward. Uh, talk to us. What's going on here with Elon Musk today? Yeah, let, let me say one thing first, just from a persuasion standpoint, from a dominating the news headline standpoint, I don't think there's anyone more persuasive than Elon Musk right now. I mean, you could compare him to maybe, and I'm not even saying this in a positive or negative way. I'm just saying in the reality of a, someone, um, you know, a figure, a person, a, uh, a character who can dominate headlines other than Donald Trump when he was still at access to Twitter and social media. I, and when he was president, I've never seen anyone just able to totally just dominate, just take over the entire conversation and spin it in whichever direction that they really want to. Elon has that gift, of course, being successful, having all the businesses he does and uh, all of those communication channels and a huge uh, social media following helps that. But um, I think it's interesting just to kind of dig into this a little bit as we were talking pre-show that um, on Monday is when I guess he sent sent a letter to Twitter I guess, reinforcing his original deal at the original share price offer he wanted to move forward and which would avoid this huge legal battle that was going to happen between Elon and Twitter. And the same day is when he basically comes out saying, you know, let's, I think we should look at this Russia, Ukraine situation. And, uh, and John, really quick, your, your, your cohort, Brian's old show was conspiracy corner, right? Um, I mean, I'm not trying to say it's a conspiracy, but if it well, walks like a duck and talks like a duck. Yeah. 
Well, that, that that's actually was one of our bonus shows. Oh, okay. Lines of Liberty, Conspiracy Corner, which we've now renamed Secrets, Lies, and Cover Up. <laughs> so that was close. Lots of changes. No, yeah, that's that's uh, that's no problem there. But it is. I mean, I don't know. The thing about conspiracies, though, like there's so many. There's been so many conspiracies recently. You go back to the the V with the with you know COVID that happened. Yeah, a lot of things that were conspiracies turned out to be true. So I mean, we're kind of seeing conspiracies turn into reality recently. What What are your thoughts on this whole Elon Musk situation happening the same day on Monday as him, uh, you know, coming out saying he wants to buy Twitter again? Yeah, you know, it's interesting because one of the whole original concepts behind Elon buying Twitter was to be able to talk about things that aren't allowed to be talked about, right? So there definitely seems to be a little bit of a correlation, I would say. There, there has to be, at least in him asking the questions in the way that he is. And to your point, he's able to do so because he does kind of have not, I mean, it's not really so much the FU money. It's just the the, the ability to, to present himself in that way of not really caring about what other people think. And, and I think that maybe is the, the part that is his super, his super weapon, right? Is that he does have the FU money, but he genuinely doesn't care about the, the opinions of others. If they're trying to you know go against the basics of, of freedom, of, of free speech, of, of trying to be able to avoid world war three or nuclear war. I mean, I think those things are the basics that we should all be on board with. And yet there are a contingent of folks, John, who, they seem not just like polar opposite, but in many cases actively against that mentality and, and champion uh, the idea of, of nuclear war. And I just, I don't get it. Help me understand it. Where is this sentiment coming from? And I don't understand how I see some of our, our friends from the left who I thought were, you know, the ones who were on our side back with the Bush era who are now even some of the loudest folks out there championing World War III. John, what's going on here? I, I mean, it's a answer that sh short and to the point, I think it's, it's just the power of propaganda. But b before I address that more so, I do want to read the tweet that we're talking about just for context. So mm -hmm. what Elon tweeted out, and it's kind of a confusing way that he put the first tweet, then he clarified it in a follow-up tweet, but he said, Ukraine, Russia, peace, um, colon, then three points. Point one, redo elections of annexed regions under UN supervision. Russia leaves if that is not the will of the people. Point two, Crimea formerly part of Russia as it has been since uh, 1783 until Khrushchev's, Khrushchev's mistake. Point, actually four points, sorry. Point three, water supply to Crimea assured. And point four, Ukraine remains neutral. And there was a poll and it just came out right now, I guess it's, there's over almost 3 million votes, 2.7 million votes. 40.9% um, are say yes and 50, 59.1% say no. So hmm. what I take that to mean is for, you know, almost 51% you know, are in favor of really peace. And this 51% uh, are in favor of pushing forward with this proxy war that Joe Biden's been funding. And his follow-up tweet, uh, he puts it more clearly and says, let's try this again. The will of the people who live in the Donba Donbass and Crimea should decide whether they're part of Russia or Ukraine. Put more clearly, and this this poll has 2.4 million votes. 59.3%, um, so almost 60% said yes, and 40%, almost 41% said no. So kind of the polls are sort of uh, contradictory, but I mean, I think when, when you put it, the, the the second tweet that he tweeted out, when he puts it clearly, speaking of those people on the left, 
if you say, you know, shouldn't really the people who live in those regions decide um, democracy. <laughs> who the rulers are. Not that democracy is the greatest thing in the world. In fact, there's a lot of problems with it, as we're seeing here in the United States. But I mean, for I mean, for deciding which tyrant or which thugs you want to rule you, you know, the people in the Donbass region and in Crimea, they have Russian heritage. They speak Russian. Um, there's a lot of things that they relate to in the Russian culture. And if they want Russia to rule them, who's to say they shouldn't? In the world of wine, there are so many choices, and that's why Blood of Tyrants Wine has tyrants losing their heads. Whether you're looking for a new go-to at home or want to impress your friends at a party, Blood of Tyrants Wine has you covered. And if you're trying to get rid of some pesky tyrants in your life, well, we've got that covered too. Head to briannicholshow.com forward slash wine and get $5 off your order. One more time, briannicholshow.com forward slash wine. Free men don't ask permission, so take a sip. You'll be glad you did. And that's where it gets weird, right? Because... You, you have this, and I say you have, this is the American, I think, the propaganda that we've been fed is that there is this instinctual desire to do something. I actually did an episode mm -hmm. back a couple of uh, months ago, months ago, weeks ago, I can't remember, but it was the danger of the, the idea of the do something politics. And yeah. we, we see this where we almost have this moral superiority where it has to be our way or the highway. And we think that, oh man, is this not true for libertarians too, where we think just because what we think is right means that everybody else will just accept this. And this is the approach that America has really taken in terms of foreign policy. And, and it's like ignoring history, ignoring mm -hmm. you know the, the complexities of our, our geopolitical world. And, and yet, and yet, John, this is the part that is, is really fascinating. We see so often that the ideas of our more, I'd say, neoliberal friends that are promoted get disproven time and again, and yet they can stand there bold face and pretend, and we just did an episode yesterday, and say the, the grass is blue <laughs> when the, we know yeah. the, the grass is green. And they don't care that they're wrong. They, they don't care. Facts be damned. And, and I think that's something that we have to come to kind of reckon with, and not just us in the liberty movement, but kind of the folks who are trying to avoid World War III and nuclear war here is that we are in in many cases trying to rationalize with irrational people and it's going to require us to go talk to different people who mm -hmm. also share the value of you know not having a nuclear holocaust that would be i think a, a really important step in a, a, a direction away from that happening so let's take that step john yeah and i mean it's it's crazy to think that we're even having this conversation that honestly there there is I, I don't know what the percentages or the probability is of having you know you know nuclear weapons launched i don't even want to want to go there but the same people who you know months ago were saying vladimir putin is an insane person he's unstable you can't trust him you don't know what he's going to do next when you know when people would push back and say well, you know, he's he's he said he's just going to take these re these regions of Ukraine and he's not going to push any further. And people say he's he's insane. You 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 don't know what he's going to do. He could he could take Poland. He could take this country. He could take that country. He could move into Europe. Those same people are now saying nukes. Oh, he's not going to use nukes. Why would he use nukes? You're talking you're talking about an insane, unstable person. So just like you said, Brian. I mean, we're we're not dealing in some, um, you know, uh ideal society where where everybody here is is acting rationally right um, we have to understand that for and, and I, I personally 
Putin, yes, I think he's a thug. You know, yeah. he's he's a he's a dictator. I don't think he's a good yeah. person. I don't think he should have invaded Ukraine. Yeah. I think that that's all that's all terrible. Yep. Um, I don't want anybody to die. I don't want Russians to die who are fighting there. I don't want Ukrainians to die who, who are defending their uh, their country. Um, I don't want people coming in from the outside, be it the U.S. or whoever troops to, to go in there in, in any loss of life. But there was a deal in place for peace between Russia and Ukraine, and Boris Johnson Boris came Johnson. in and basically ripped it up and uh, <laughs> said, we're not going to have peace. And he's getting almost nothing for that. Think of how many people have died yep. because of that. And, you know, like I said, I'm not in favor of, of the invasion, even if, you know, the, the Donbass and Crimea regions, which Crimea has been a part of, of Russia here for the past several years, though. But if, if they want to be officially parts parts of Russia, you know, let's figure out a way to do it without without any bloodshed. And you know there were there were assurances made. I think uh, let's listen to an episode of Part of the Problem with Dave Smith. And I think the big issue disagreement between these two sides the um, the side that is trying to avoid a, a nuclear conflict and the side that all of a sudden thinks the nuclear conflict is impossible or maybe. They just think it's worth a nuclear conflict. It's hard to even know where. Maybe it's split. Maybe these two sides have united. The ones that don't care if there's nukes used and the ones who just think it's not even a possibility. But after the Soviet Union dissolved, Russia was given assurances that NATO would not expand towards um, towards towards Russia. And, you know, people have pushed back on that and said, well, there's no formal treaty signed. There's no, you know, there's no legal backing behind that. That's not really the point. The point is Russia was given those assurances and now that's out the window. So, and I kind of hate using this analogy because it is kind of overused, but I, I still think it's it's accurate and it's, it's good at explaining really the situation. You know, what if China, you know, moved in and took over a, a part of a part of Mexico and they were building building bases there? And uh, they, they were they were pushing up towards uh, towards towards Texas. I mean, what what would the U.S. do? What what would I mean? What would the proper response be to that with our territory being threatened? Um, it's I mean, it's a it's a every situation has its own um, nuance and complications that, that that lead to it. But when it gets down to it, I mean, we have. The United States, which has been, I mean, it's, it's, we're basically fighting a, a war against Russia with Ukraine in the middle, and we're laundering money through our military industrial complex into Ukraine, um, in order, in order to continue this war to, to keep it going. And that, that's exactly what's happening. Yep. And like I said, I don't, I don't want there to be a war. I don't want Russia to, to kill Ukrainians. I don't want Ukrainians to kill, to kill Russians. But how do we stop that? And how do we de-escalate it? And Joe Biden has not met with Putin. He has not met with, well, he's met with Zelensky many times, but he has not met with Putin and Zelensky all at the same time. And would would you trust Joe Biden in that situation to actually accomplish anything meeting with those two leaders? Um, no. <laughs> Short answer, no. Uh, John, this, this is a truly a, a very weird situation that we find ourselves in. I, I hope... I mean, for posterity's sakes, I hope that this is something that, you know, our, our ancestors can listen to because they are still around and we're not all vaporized from nuclear uh, war. But at the end of the day, I think it is important for us to be able to have these conversations. And frankly, it's 
this is why we do what we do, right? I know, okay, this sounds like, oh, Brian and John are going to stop World War III? Maybe. Uh, and here's how. Because what we're yeah, doing yeah. here, having these conversations, talking to more people. I mean, I'll tell you right now, there are folks I've known my entire life who are rah-rah Mr. GOPs, you know, rock rib conservatives. And they were, at the beginning of the year, all on board with the narrative, like pro, pro-Ukraine and like, you know, all on board with us giving as much money as we possibly need to. And now even they are the ones I'm talking to and they're like, yeah, something's not adding up. Something doesn't make sense with, with the, the official narrative. And it's it's interesting because it is those folks, some, I want to say not all of them, but some folks who originally I were like, I, I didn't say I write off, but like I didn't spend time going after because they were so in like in that world and in that mindset that I wasn't going to spend my, my time and energy trying to, to get them out of that, that mentality. But just there's something about once you see it, you can't unsee it. And I think that's where a lot of folks are right now, John. So unfortunately we're already hard pressed for time, John, mm -hmm. let's do this final thoughts here for the audience today. I know we're kind of doing a, a crossover episode too. high lines of Liberty audience. Uh, and thank you for letting me join finding freedom as well. Uh, but John here for the Brian Nichols show today, what are your final thoughts? Yeah, and what we'll do, Brian, is we'll bring you we'll bring you on to find your freedom on Lions of Liberty, and I'll fire fire some more hard questions at you. We'll, we'll wait a little bit while we we'll, we'll wait it. a month or two, and uh, we'll get that going. But but I mean, final thoughts on this. I think you bring up a an excellent point. Um, and honestly, you know, as we as I talked about at the beginning of the show, talking about the changes at Lions of Liberty, the changes with with my show, and really how I look at the world. Uh, if probably I don't know. Two three years ago, I, I would have looked at this this situation differently. Um, I would have. I, I think libertarians and libertarian is such a broad term because there's liberty leaning, you know, Republicans who call themselves libertarians, and there's LP members who call themselves libertarians. There, there's anarchists, but I, I I think it's safe to say in general, um, libertarians kind of has to have this viewpoint that well, let's just kind of stay back and let this play out. Of course, they would be criticizing the U.S. government, Joe Biden, funding um, this, this uh, fiasco in, uh, in Ukraine with, uh, with the Russian invasion, but they don't really operate in the reality of the situation where it is being funded. We have no way of stopping it. How do we still influence this conversation knowing this is happening, dealing with, uh, you know, um, addressing uh, the arguments that are happening in real time instead of just saying, well, you know, if you just would have listened to me and you wouldn't have funded this war, then, you know, we wouldn't be involved in it and this never would have happened. Um, so I think libertarians need to do a better job of instead of just kind of seeding everything. And I, I think I think when you do that and kind of step, when, when libertarians step away and say, well, this is all wrong, so you should backtrack a year and, and you should have done this. Libertarians need to do a better job of addressing things where they are and saying, okay, now how do we roll this back? How do we peel this onion back um, to get to a place where we're closer to liberty rather than just saying, um, you know, we should scratch everything in the United States and we should all um, be anarchists. <laughs> and there's the answer, right? Uh, John, thank you for joining. And my final thought, folks, if you're getting value from what we're doing here, not just at the Brian Nichols Show, but across the board here at the Greater We Are Libertarians Network, well, it doesn't happen without you. So I'm going to ask you if you'd be so kind, head to briannicholsshow.com, 
forward slash support. Give us some love. And when you do, uh, please, you have two different ways to do it. Number one, you can head to Patreon, $5 a month. You become a super fan uh, and, and be a supporting listener. Greatly appreciate that. Or one-time PayPal donation, five, 10, 20, 100 bucks, whatever it can be. I appreciate because it, it goes right back into the show. So we have folks like John here on the program to leave you what? Educated, enlightened, and informed. Otherwise, with that being said, folks, uh, that's all I really have for you today. Please go ahead, give today's episode a share when you do. Please go ahead, give yours truly a tag at B Nichols Liberty. John, where can they go ahead and find you to continue the conversation? Yep, you can go to at Lions of Liberty on Twitter. You can find Lions of Liberty on all of the podcasting platforms. You can find Finding Freedom. If you just want my show, Finding Freedom, you can find that by searching any podcasting app, Finding Freedom, then my name, John Odermatt, and it'll pop up. And please subscribe and leave me a review and a five-star rating. If you do that, I'll read it on air. There you go. All right, folks. And with that, also, please go ahead and give our sponsors some love. We have Stratus IP, our studio sponsor, and Right Strategies. Uh, so with that being said, folks, Thank you for joining us on today's episode. It's Brian Nichols signing off here on The Brian Nichols Show for John Odermatt. We'll see you tomorrow. Thanks for listening to The Brian Nichols Show. Find more episodes at briannicholsshow.com. Enjoying the audio version of the show? Then you'll love our YouTube channel. Be sure to head over there and subscribe. And if you're new to The Brian Nichols Show, be sure to head to your favorite podcast catcher and click download all unplayed episodes so you don't miss one of our nearly 500 episodes that will be sure to leave you educated, enlightened, and informed. If you got value from today's episode, can you do me a favor and head to briannicholsshow.com forward slash support and leave us a $5 donation? And by the way, have you given the show a five-star review yet? If not, head to Apple Podcasts and tell folks why you listen to the program and don't forget to tell your friends to subscribe too. Follow me on social media at B Nichols Liberty. And again, if you'd be so kind, please consider making a donation to The Brian Nichols Show at briannicholsshow.com forward slash support. The Brian Nichols Show is supported by viewers like you. Thank you to our patrons, Daryl Schmitz, Michael Lima, Mitchell Mankiewicz, Cody Johns, Craig DaCosta, and the We Are Libertarians Network.